the lesson. Can you hear me? Can you hear me back there? They got a big fat no back there, so seemed a little, ooh, how about now? Maybe too much. Dadeville, can you hear me over there? Uh, we're going to go to 1 John 4, um, and the, the topic of the day is a great topic. Um, it, we're going to talk about the, the, the Lord's love for us, and um, was brought to these verses, just this, this section of verses by, you know, just the thought this week about how God is love, and so we're going to talk about that. But does anybody know what the, this Sunday is typically? Anybody know what it is? It's typically homecoming Sunday, right? And so I want to acknowledge that we're going to have a time a little bit later on where we'll we'll do that up bigger to where when we can do more things and come back together and have meals and things like that. But but I wanted to at least acknowledge it today. So how many of you have been to you been coming to Eudora Baptist Church for at least 30 years? Raise your hand. Brad, are you that old? <laughs> 30 years. How many of you at 40 years or more? Anybody got 50? Joe Frank, you got about 100? Is that right? I had to, I had to do it. <laughs> so there's a number of people who have been here a very long time, and so um, I just want to want to acknowledge people who have been faithful to the church, right? Like that's 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 the goal. I'm not trying to make their heads big and, and talk about that, but, um, you know, Barb was reminding me, and we were talking about um, Buck and Dale and how long they've been. I think it was 1950, was it, Barb? I think something like that, that they had been, coming here together. Dale's birthday's coming up. Is it the 21st? 92. So we're going to try to send her some cards, right? And we want to do that, reach out to, to them to let them know that they're they're not here with us, but not forgotten. And so, but anyway, there's people like Buck and Dale and, and the people who raise their hand and, and a lot of you um, who are less than 30 years, obviously, but who have been faithful to the church. And I don't even necessarily mean faithful to Eudora Baptist Church. I'm grateful about that, but but more so just faithful to the Lord. Right, just faithful and coming, um, and 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 encouraging one another. And so, I just want to acknowledge that today. Today is our our typical should be our homecoming Sunday. It's not normal. It's not not typical. But we're going to have a time later on where we'll where we will celebrate that more. So, just wanted wanted to acknowledge that. So, let's look at First John four, if you would please. I told them we have people over here now, so I have to give them a glance every now and then, just so they don't feel feel forgotten but first john 4 um we will start in verse 7 and probably read through the end of the chapter but we're not going to cover quite that much first john 4 7 beloved let us love one another for love is from god and whoever loves has been born of god and knows god anyone who does not love does not know god because god is love in this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this, we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. 
There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Lord God, I thank you for the day. I thank you for the people that could come here. I thank you for the opportunity to um, meet inside, Lord God. And I know it's just a, it's just a location, Lord God, but, um, but I do thank you for um, progress on that. I pray that you will continue to guide us in wisdom with those things and to, to, um, to follow you and, and to be respectful of people's health and things like that, Lord God. So please continue to give us wisdom. Lord, we love you. Thank you for these verses. Um, I pray that you'd help us now as we look at them briefly. Help us to, to think about your love. Help us to think about how we love others. Lord God, you are good and right and perfect. I pray that I would say just what you want and nothing more and nothing less. Lord God, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so um, the title of this sermon would be God is Love. Makes sense, right? But that would be the title. Um, Verse 7, he tells us, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. So he, he starts off, he says, let us love one another. And then he says, for love is from God. And so why do we love one another? Well, love comes from God. And it should be the goal of our lives to live in what God gives us, right? To live in who he is, what he says is best for us, it should be the goal of our lives to participate in the things of God. That should be it. If you want to simplify your life, um, that's it. Participate in the things of God. You learn about those things in the, in the word. You learn about those things by talking to each other about it. Um, you learn about those things by, by being serious about God and about who he is. And so he says to, to us, beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. And so I just want to remind us we should participate in the things that God that, that are of God. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. And so th- that's going to be my big general reminder, two things. Let's, let's acknowledge and learn more and recognize more the love of God, and let's look at how we are loving others as well. Are we participating in that love by giving it out to others. So those are the two kind of big topics of the day. Verse 7 and 8. Uh, verse 8. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Your love is an indicator that you're a Christian. If you, if you say you're a Christian and you're not loving, I'm not one to question your salvation or to say, no, you're not saved, but I would be one to say, hey, you might want to think about it. You might want to ask some questions and make sure, because this passage here is really, really clear on if you're a Christian, you will be loving. Okay, not perfect. My goodness, people know me would be like, you're not perfect. I, I know I'm not, and neither are you, but, but there should be love in our lives, and if there's not, there is a problem. Either we're not a Christian, or we're not walking with the Spirit, right? Because that's one of the fruits of the Spirit, is love. And so there is a problem. If you, if you take an honest look at your life, and you say, you know what, I'm really not that loving. I really, I'm really just not right now. I've, I've grown hard or cold, which, man, I get it. It is easy to do to grow hard and cold when you look around at this world and drive your car for 20 minutes. That's, my, that's the thing I always go back to you guys. Uh, it's, not that, it's not as bad as the, many, as the many examples that I use. But, right, if you, if it's hard. It's, it's not easy. And so, but if you're not loving, you need to ask yourself some really hard questions. 
um, and, and because it, it should be that there is love in your life. Verse 8 also says, um, because God is love. You know, I just want to, I just, I know it's the typical like Sunday school thing, right? There, you got a glance. So count that, okay? I'll be back in 10 minutes or so. Okay. It's a typical like Sunday school thing. Oh, God is love. Jesus loves me. And we just gloss over it sometimes. I want us to think about the fact that this doesn't say God has love. It doesn't say God loves. Sometimes it says God is love. This is, this is who God is. He defines it. It's not as if there was God and there was love out there at some point before we were all here and God said, oh, that looks good. I think I'll do that. Right? That's not what it was like. God is love. That's, that's who he is. He's the one who gives it. He's the one who has it. And it's just who he is. So it's more than just a nice little cute Sunday school, you know, song. Is he being a rascal? You get in trouble. Hey, buddy. You okay? All right. See you later. Be nice to your mom. Okay, God, God is love. He defines it. Um, so our eternal God has eternal, eternally been love. And through him, you and I can eternally love. Right? My son's distracting you. I know he's cute. Stop looking at him. He's fine. Okay. Our eternal God has eternally been love. And in him, you and I get to eternally love. You ever think about that? That's part of heaven, right? We're going to love perfectly in heaven. We're not going to have to deal with this temptation to do wrong. We're not going to have to deal with this temptation to be unloving. And so this eternal God who is eternally love, he's going to give that to us. And we get that. And that's, I mean, if that doesn't strike you as like, <laughs> we got more troublemakers over here. <laughs> if that doesn't strike you as important or big, it should. Like it should excite you. It should be that you're like so grateful that God would give that to you the opportunity and the chance to eternally love. I think that's amazing. I think that's amazing. I'll say this real quick. You know, sometimes people doubt, doubt God's existence or they, they wonder if he's there. But not everyone shows love, but it's pretty much universal that everybody wants love. Right? I mean, I think that's fair to say. Not everybody shows it. But pretty much everybody loves it. And so I just want to talk to that person who doesn't, who questions if there is a God at all. And just, just ask a question like that. Like, where do you think love comes from? This thing that's not created. This thing that we didn't make. We can't make it out of, you know, wood and steel. Where do you think it comes from? It has to have from, come from a love giver. Okay? The same kind of people make that argument about, like, morality. Where do you think that comes from? It comes from a moral law giver. And it's the same with love. You have to be to, to ask those hard questions, even when you're having those doubts like that. Verse 9. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. Yes, we finally got one. It's been two Sundays. That's our first honk. I thought for sure the kids would have a sign today, but nobody... This was your last opportunity, apparently, so... Okay, what was I talking about? Oh, God's love. <laughs> Verse 9, in this is lo love of God was made manifest among us, or shown to us, uh, um, among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. I get it. There will be times when you want to doubt God's love. There will be times when you, when you question, is it, is it there? It's the same thing I, I've done numerous times for us. I will just refer you back to the cross. If you ever doubt it, if you ever wonder, does God love me, does he not? I will just refer you 
back to the cross. Just look at what he did for you. Okay, for you. Our lives are not perfect. This is such a broken place. And, and bad things happen all the time. I get that. And Satan, when those bad things happen or, or hard stretches come, he's going to want to come along and say, well, does God really love you? Does God really love you? It's kind of like, you know, the first tem- temptation. Did God really say that? He just wants to throw doubt in, in our minds about who God is. Right? I just want to say, man, if you're having that, even now, if you're doubting, if God loves you, look back to the cross. It, it all goes back there. Look back to the cross. Because his love was manifest among us at the cross. And he loves you. I like this big fancy word in verse 10. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. The propitiation for our sins. I like this quote. The word propitiation carries the basic idea of appeasement or satisfaction, specifically toward God. Propitiation is a two-part act that involves appeasing the wrath of an offended person and being reconciled to him. Sometimes we get the first part with what Jesus has done for us. We're like, okay, he's paid for my sins. He's, it's kind of like he's paid my, paid my debt. But then we imagine God is still just very angry or very upset with us or looking at us like, all right, I'll take that payment Jesus gave to you, but I don't like you. It's like, you say, I don't know if you've ever said that to your wife. I love you, but right now I don't like you. Don't say that to your wife, <laughs> husbands. <laughs> okay, but it, it's, that's kind of the idea we have of God sometimes. He's like, I, all right, I love you, but I don't really like you. That's not, you're not giving Jesus enough credit for what he's done for you, okay? What he did for you, the work that he did on the cross. It does both of those things. This idea of propitiation is he paid, your, paid for your sins and also just reconciled you to God. You know, if we thought about human relationships and we said, yeah, they used to really fight, but now they're reconciled. We get that they're like back together, that there's peace in that relationship. And Romans 5.1 says that too, right? That we have peace with God. And so that's a big, a big word that maybe you didn't know what it meant, but it means a lot. Okay? Your sin, it, God has been appeased. He's been satisfied um, by the payment of Jesus. And, he, and you're also just completely reconciled to him. And so we should be so just over the moon joyful about that. We're not under wrath. We're reconciled. It's reconciled. It's like you've been set free, but, but he didn't say, now go out and leave me alone. You've been set, set free, and then he invited you in. Right? Like that's the idea. The, it, you, it's like you were a, be, a betrayer, and now you're his son. You betrayed him, now you're his son. It's more than just God saying, all right, you betrayed me, he paid for it, go on, leave me alone. He doesn't say that. The thief enjoys all the master has to offer. That's incredible. Think about the thief on the cross, right? I mean, for all, for all we know, lived a apparently pretty awful life, deserved to be on that cross, the thief next to Jesus. And what does Jesus say? Today you'll be with me in paradise. It's, it's amazing. Verse 12. 11 is just another reminder, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Let's camp on that for a second. How dare us not love? (laughs) When you think about what Jesus did for us, when you think about how he loves us, how dare I not love others? What excuse do I have to not love others? When I look at what Jesus has done for me, when I look at the love that he's given me, how dare I not love? Right? How dare I? And that's why the, the, the Spirit 
We'll talk about this in a second, but the Spirit comes along and He convicts us when we don't love. Okay, but how dare us not? I'm not going to read it, but there's the parable of the unforgiving servant. I hope you guys remember there was this servant who, I did the math, he he owed basically like 200,000 years worth of debt. 200,000 years worth of debt um, to to the master. And there was someone who owed him, it was just, I mean, pennies. Like pennies compared to that. And the, the unmerciful servant said, how dare you try to you know throw him in jail, get rid of him. And the master comes along and basically says that. He's like, who, who do you think you are? I've forgiven you so much, 200,000 years worth of debt, and you won't forgive someone else. And it's the same for us. We've been forgiven more than 200,000 years worth of debt. We get an eternity in heaven because of what God has forgiven us. And so how dare us not love Okay, just a few more points. Verse 12, no one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. It's kind of like the idea that, that God's, I don't, I'm not saying God's love is not complete, but it's like the circle is complete when we then give it away to somebody else. Does that make sense? He loves us and the expectation is that I'm going to give that love and give it to somebody else. I'm going to tell them the truth. I'm going to serve them. I'm going to love them. That's the expectation. And then the hope is, like we talked about um, last Sunday, is that, that that person will then take it and tell someone else and make disciples, and it, and it just keeps, keeps going. Verse 13, By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. It's kind of the spirit test. Do you see the work of the spirit in your life? Do you see the work of the spirit in your life? Do you, are you convicted of your sin? Or have you grown cold and hard? To your sin, Do you see the fruit of the Spirit in your life? Do you see love and peace and joy and these things, right? Do you see the, the works of the Spirit in your life? Because like I said earlier, if you don't, there is a problem. And I, I don't know what it is. Either you're not a Christian and, and there's this free gift <coughs> that Jesus is saying, here it is, free gift, salvation. I'll, I'll save you for eternity. So the problem is either you're not a Christian or you're not, not at all walking in the Spirit and walking with Him if, if you don't see the work of the Spirit in your life. Um, you're grieving the Spirit. So another, just, just hard questions to ask ourselves. Hard questions to ask ourselves. But, I mean, if, if you care about the things that matter most, you're going to be willing to ask those questions. And it's my hope. Listen, I can't convict you at all. Like, I got nothing up here. I'm just talking. Okay, but it's my hope that the Spirit will convict you um, through this if you need to be convicted. Verse 14, all I have in my notes is wow. It says, and we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Wow. I'll just use my notes. Wow. He is the Savior of the world. He is the Savior. And I get, I've talked about, I get so distracted by other things. And, and act like they're these really big, hard, terrible things. And I don't even think about, you know what, who's on my side? Whose side I'm on, I should say? The Savior of the world. That's who, that's who we're with. Verse 15. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he is God. What's well, the verse I always use, right? If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord... And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, 
you will be saved. goes right along with this. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God. If you, if you truthfully confess, truthfully, that Jesus is the Son of God, then, then you're truly alive. Like, everybody else is just a, a dead man walking. And, and it's sad when we think about it, and we should care more about the lost world. I should care more about the, the people who are lost than I do at times. Because we have the freedom. We have the answer to, I mean, look at all the problems in the world now. I can tell you the answer, right? I mean, people, people try to put a lot of different band-aids on symptoms. But the answer is Jesus. As always, the answer is Jesus. The freedom comes in Jesus. Okay? And that's what matters. So we'll look at verse 16 and then we'll be done. Verse 16 says, So we have come to know and to believe or to rely on the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever um, abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. So you know and you believe. And some versions say we know and we rely. And, and so, so two questions for you. Do you know it? Do you know the love of God? Do you, do you truly, deep in your soul, know the love of God? Because here's what's cool about it. It's going to be a lifelong exploration, a lifelong like understanding of the love of God. Okay, You're not going to wake up one day and be like, got it. I got it all, God. I understand your love completely. It's not going to happen, but you can have an ever-increasing knowledge and understanding of his love. And that's, that's really cool. So I, that's my first question. Do you know it? Are you convinced of it? You know, just this week, two, two different times, I wasn't even really thinking about anything. Imagine that. But I, my brain was just kind of blank, and, and it just came to my mind like God's goodness to me. You know what I mean? Just his goodness that he would love me. I've been a Christian for 34-ish years now. And so I'm still like, I still have those moments, and you all do too, I think, probably, when you're just amazed that God would love you, right? No, just me? <laughs> like, you're just amazed. Like, you love me? Really? <laughs> like, really, you do? It's two times for me this week. It was a good week. It's just a sweet reminder. He meets, he meets this deepest need that we have to be loved. And then, you know, the next part says, so I've come to know and to believe or rely. Do you rely on that love? Do you really believe it? Is it your foundation? Is it your rock? Is it the thing that everything else is based off of? Right? Is it the thing? Is it your starting point? Or is it just your ending point where if you have trouble, you, you go through trouble and you, you stress about it and you worry. And I know that's been a theme the last few few weeks. Maybe it's for me. I don't know. But you stress and you worry. And then finally we get back to, oh, but you know, I know who God is. He loves me. He's good. He's powerful. Is it your ending point? Or is it your starting point? Is it your foundation? Is it the thing that you are living your life on, knowing that this is true, that God loves you, and that as a Christian, if you're a Christian, he says he's never leaving you or forsaking you. It should be your foundation. Okay? So I love these verses. I would encourage you to go and read this entire chapter. Uh, I think I'm going to quit there. Um, but but I, just want, I just wanted a reminder for myself, and I wanted to give it to you. God loves you. He absolutely loves you. And he's done everything that you need to have. All your needs have been met in Jesus Christ. Amen? Anybody? 
a couple, couple, right? It's there. And so I just want you to, I don't want to, wanted to remind you of it. I want to, I want to invite you to focus on it this week. I want to invite you to go to his word and read about who he is, about his character, about his love for you, and about what it means for you, because it is absolutely amazing. All right, I'm going to pray. After that, I'm going to just, I'm going to just hang around up here. We don't have like a, a typical like kind of invitation time. But if you would like to come up and ask questions, come up and do that. If you want to come up and talk to me, I'll be up here. Um, if you come up, nobody's going to be like, well, look at that center. Like if Mike comes up, well, they might assume with Mike. I don't know. But, you know, like it's okay. You may be just saying hi too. But I want to give you that, that opportunity to come up and ask some questions. So, yeah. Yeah. Let me pray for you. Appreciate you. So next week, right? 1045. Back inside, we'll have to worry about the heat or any of that kind of stuff. So let me pray. God, thank you for your love. Thank you for your goodness. Um, you are good. I thank you for your for your work in my life um, and just the work in the lives of, of these people. Lord God, we ask for more. Uh, we, we just ask for a fresh reminder of your love. just a fresh reminder of your mercy and your grace to us <clears throat> Jesus I thank you for who you are thank you for your work on the cross just for accomplishing what I never could and so we love you convict hearts spirit soften our hearts I know I, I tend to get hard-hearted Lord God so help us soften our hearts we love you go with everybody this week keep them safe keep us <clears throat> safe and just in your will as we as we move forward Lord we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.